0: This is the Nexus Special, Episode 40, Apple Fall Event 2015, on Sunday, September 13th, 2015. This Nexus Special is hosted by Brian Mitchell and Ryan Rampersad. This episode has show notes at thenexus.tv slash ns40.
1: Hello and welcome to the Nexus Special, Episode 40.
0: How unusual I, to say that.
1: Yeah, we're, we're almost at the... Or I guess this is one of those birthday, like a birthday that leads up to right before you... Have your midlife crisis, right?
0: Yeah, sort of like that.
1: We're not quite there. We have a few more events to go. hmm So, Apple had their fall iOS-ish event last week. And we got some things to talk about.
0: Uh, three big things, in fact.
1: Yes, so, uh, they will just go in the keynote order. So, we got iPad Pro, Apple TV, and iPhone. So start off with the iPad Pro. So it's this new this new tablet that is much higher powered and with a 12.9 inch screen.
0: So it's huge.
1: It's giant. I My first MacBook was a 13 inch and well on a computer that seems small but on a tablet I think it seems huge because I'm used to using an iPad mini mm-hmm. which is a nice 7.9 inch so it's much larger. I would like to see one in person before I give my final say on it but it seems large, and hopefully there's a market of people who will use it.
0: We'll have to Apple talk ways. about the market a little bit later, because I think that's a really interesting thing to discuss.
1: Yeah. I know, uh, what's his name, uh, Federico Vitici. Mm-hmm. He's at Backstories. He is definitely buying one. I think he's one of the people I know who tries to use the iPad exclusively for work over anyone else. So it'll be interesting to see what he says.
0: So but- what's in the new iPad Pro?
1: Well, let's go with some specs first. So they have the A9X chip, which is continuing the line of, quote, desktop class performance. Um, so it's 1.8 times faster, um, I'm assuming, than the iPad Air 2. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: they were. It's much better in GPU as well. I think the graph I could find online was 360 times faster, but I think that's of the first generation iPad.
0: That that number makes it look really good, but I'm sure it's not that much better than the previous one.
1: It's, I think, between, I don't know, it's maybe twice or a little under twice as good as on GPU. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has the Motion Coast processor, the M9, but now it's embedded inside of the A9X CPU rather than a separate chip.
0: It's kind of funny that it's uh, in an iPad.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they're using it now more for... uh, like people saying, Hey Siri. and oh, okay. things, Cause it's, it's a lower power, you know, they're just mm-hmm. extreme separating stuff. I think it um, has the option to be always on now too.
0: Nice.
1: I don't necessarily know how that works, but hopefully it'll help with power. And then in um, finally, they have eight, uh, four gigabytes of Ram on iOS, which will be something to see. I think. Of course, the much larger display will use more, especially if they don't separate VRAM. But I'm, I have no idea how that works. Um, but I think they're future proofing it. I don't. I don't know if they will release a new version every year. It'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think they will.
1: It's above that point in terms of price that people aren't going to buy a new one.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: at the same time, they also update MacBooks all the all the time too. I think. It it might be under the assumption that people are going to upgrade less frequently. So they need a little more stuff in there to have it last a lot longer.
0: Yeah, I wonder about that. Um, you know, I, I guess it's kind of like one of those um, watches, sort of. Like, uh, will the watch update every year? Will the iPad Pro update every year? Will the products people buy less update every year?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. That'll be interesting to see. Because I think, like, the Apple Watch. Also has half a gig of RAM, which is probably a bit overkill right now for the watch. But if it's gonna last a few years, they need to have more. Yeah. Um, it has your standard Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, um, 802.11 AC and Bluetooth 4.2, just like the iPad Air 2. Um, it, they, you know, Apple has notoriously had the 16 gigabyte as the Entry price level, but the iPad Pro has escaped that with 32 gigabytes for $749. And then skipping anything between and jumping right to 128 gigabyte for $949.
0: Well, that's with, a big yeah. jump.
1: Yeah. another. wait. No, hold on. Is that right? I thought it was only 150.
0: I'm not sure. It's still a big jump. Oh,
1: yeah. The notes will be right. We'll look it up. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, 128-gigabyte model can also have uh, LTE for a total of $1,079. I know that price is right. I copied that one in.
0: Yeah, so what do you think about that 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 uh, pricing margin there?
1: Um, I think it's good that they're not charging $200 more for 128, but still 150 is a little hefty. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's not a horrible amount more. And when you're already going to be paying... 750 for it, or was it 800? It might be 800. I don't remember. Um, I I think if you need a 128 over 32, it makes sense.
0: According to the uh, specs page, it is 949 for 128.
1: Okay, then I'm assuming. 949,
0: sorry. Yeah.
1: So. What is 32? Must be uh, 799 then. So, 800, 950. It's a bit of a jump. I don't think it's the worst thing. But at the same time, it kind of you kind of almost want to only buy the one twenty eight gigabyte version because thirty two, especially with something that large, it's gonna yep. be the number of assets. You know when you, need
0: you for uh, when you're drawing your four K illustrated graph, it's gonna yeah, take think, some space.
1: Yeah, apps are gonna be huge if you if you want to play four K video or something on there. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be tiny. Yeah.
0: So what about um, um the uh, peripherals?
1: Yeah. So. Following Microsoft's lead, I I will say, Apple has also released what they call the Apple Pencil as well as the keyboard cover. So if you follow Microsoft, the Surface has this stylus that lets you draw on the screen. It has a couple buttons on it. And then there's also a keyboard that clips in and acts as a stand and cover and keyboard just like the Apple keyboard cover will. So the... The pencil is an input device. Um, it works with the touchscreen, but it also has intelligent computer parts inside the pencil, so it can detect how hard the user is pushing down on it, and then the angle of, of which it's pushing onto the screen. So it can simulate a pencil as if you you know you're drawing on a side of a pencil with it, not quite horizontal, but pretty close. It'll do very wide as if you're it's you know simulating a pencil. I would, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, they said that it does um, double data entry onto the tablet surface, like so. Basically, they say more points are getting input into the system, which I think is pretty cool. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a precision device.
1: Yeah, and I was looking on Twitter. There was some talk when Apple announced the iPad Air two. It they said I think it was double as precise for touch. Um, And how often it checks for where the new point is for your finger. Mm -hmm. I think it was up to one twenty hertz, up from sixty. That's pretty good per second. And and so then with the iPad Pro, it'll be at two forty, which is a lot of checks per second. Mm -hmm. So,
0: and you should be able to get some pretty accurate uh, designs there. It'll be interesting to see if somebody can figure out a way to test it and then see if it's true.
1: Yeah, I think I think the the pens for Probably the pretty small amount of people who use their iPads for drawing and doing artwork, things like that. I think it will be very nice for them. I don't know how helpful it will be for the general average user, but I think the styles will be interesting to see how it
0: Well, works. I guess it's more than just people who draw, too. I mean, the people who also do just iPad writing, which is probably less people than the drawing even, uh, but they'll probably enjoy it, too.
1: Yeah. I think at at a hundred dollars, it's going to be a little bit of a a jump because I I bought this Amazon Basic stylus for seven dollars. I don't use it very much, but I mm-hmm. occasionally will. So I don't know. I think the pencil's also it's a finer point, so it's easier to use.
2: Yeah,
1: it'll be interesting to see how it works. It seems pretty cool, and I'm sure Apple puts their their hard work into it, so it'll it'll probably have a not, not have their hard work, but you know, it'll like most Apple products, it works pretty well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which. I think it will have much better performance than the traditional stylus.
0: So what about that cover keyboard cover? Yes.
1: So this uses a new, I'm assuming magnetic three pin connector on the, on the I guess, side of the iPad, which when you're in horizontal is on the bottom. And so it's a smart cover with a keyboard built in. So you can use it as a stand and type on it at the same time. This looks exactly like the Microsoft surface kind of thing. Um, yeah, when when the keynote was going on, it there was this a flow of tweets for a minute or two about, you know, comparing the service and the iPad Pro and I mean I'm sure that's where they took some inspiration from. But it's it's not the nicest looking thing when folded up though. So it's it's you no know, a smart cover has three panels on an iPad, but this has three panels plus the iPad the keyboard. So the keyboard folds underneath, creating an extra bulge on mm-hmm. two thirds of the screen cover
0: yeah so, I saw somebody doing a video um in the demo room of the cover folding, and it's like that looks funny,
1: yeah, so it you don't know I guess they do what they can, but it's it's hard to get right, and I don't know this is what they have, and so hopefully it'll work
0: so what what do you think about the idea of Apple selling a uh, first party keyboard cover?
1: I think it
0: that only I might add works. For the most expensive type of iPad.
1: Yes. I think it'll it'll be perfect for the diehard fans who go out and buy the one twenty eight gigabyte with LTE and mm-hmm. the pencil. Exactly. And this cover.
0: Two thousand dollar iPad Pro in the end. Yeah. It's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's I think it's almost thirteen hundred dollars to get a fully decked out iPad Pro. Well because is... because
0: you need to buy Apple Care too, of course. Oh
1: yeah. And then and then your your sales tax but free shipping, it's okay.
0: Oh, right, because you wouldn't go to the store. Yeah, you
1: need to you uh, overnight ship it.
0: Right. Okay, maybe.
1: Um, I guess that's not free. Um, I think it'll work. Uh, I think it's $100, which if you're thinking about buying a case and a keyboard, that's not too bad. If you buy you know, a nice quality case and a nice quality keyboard separately, I don't know. I mean, there are some combo cases, but they seem kind of bulky. They're really plastic They're hard. They're not quite as fluid as mm-hmm. the apple one so i think ultimately i think the keyboard cover and or the yeah keyboard cover
0: oh the, the cover is iPad. 169
1: oh really okay yeah. well i was gonna say at 100 dollars, i would probably buy it. 169 maybe maybe not i don't know i've never used a keyboard with my ipad so
0: yeah i still don't i'm not convinced i mean for that price why aren't you just buying an 11 min- 11 inch macbook air or the new MacBook One. I mean, I just don't know.
1: Yeah, and I think each each operating system has a lot to, to offer too, between and so you know you might want an iPad Pro and a MacBook Air 11 inch mm-hmm. to do everything. You need.
0: I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe. I know. I just don't know.
1: I hope I hope iOS progresses eventually to be a lot easier of a choice for people, so they can be like, oh, I'll, I only need an iPad versus I want only an iPad, but I might need a computer. Because I think that's where a lot of people are today.
0: I mean, if you're debating if you need a computer or not, you probably don't need one.
1: True. I I debate that though sometimes when I'm going to class, I I've rarely bring my computer to class.
0: I mean, it's no, 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 I don't I don't mean to like bring with you. I mean to own to have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it's just like the I knew a bunch of people who are getting MacBooks before going to school, mm-hmm. and you know they see the MacBook. Oh, there's no CD drive. So they buy the old, crappy hard hard drive
0: Mac. Oh, man. Those poor people. They don't know what they're doing. I think it's
1: a lot easier to convince people nowadays, but just a couple years ago, you you really couldn't.
0: Well, I I for sure have noticed, too. So uh, this time around, I've seen a lot of people having the uh, Retina display 13-inch instead of a MacBook Air.
1: I'm I'm seeing that too. There's a lot more common. The like people a year below me have a lot more than my year, and yep. people two years below way more. And yep. then this year's incoming class, I don't see anyone because I'm here. But it I'm probably
0: helped that the price dropped pretty drastically.
1: Yeah, and I think people kind of see that. Oh, it's slimmer. Look at the screens better. It's kind of going to push them enough to do it. Any last thoughts about the iPad?
0: No, I think that's about it for now. We'll see how it goes in November when everybody gets theirs.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. We'll
0: see. So how about an Apple TV?
1: Yes. So after three years of Apple TV third generation, which was a very small upgrade from the second generation, which is from 2010, I want to say, we now have the fourth generation Apple TV. Also not... Also known as the new Apple
0: TV. So, for perspective, the uh, the you know the previous generation Apple TV was using the A5, which had multiple shrinks or alterations to it, which is the same A5 that was in the iPad 2, which was an atrocity and an abomination.
1: And it's the same A5 in the iPhone 4s. Just, just although I think cry, I think the Apple TV ones there's a new um, revision of the third yep. generation. I think that included. Bluetooth 4 over Bluetooth 2, or I'm not quite sure what it was, but I don't know if they changed the CPU at all there. But at one point, at least, that third gen used an A5 with one of the cores turned off. So I think it was a recycle use for a lot of bad A5 CPUs that at the time were being made. But now we have a fourth generation with, and it's uh, fancy. Yeah, it's it looks the same. It's just a little taller. Um so it's running an A eight CPU, which is from last year, so the iPhone six and six plus use the A eight and the iPad Air two, but not the X version. Um two gigabytes of RAM, eight to two eleven AC up from N on the second third gen. Um it comes in either thirty-two or sixty four gigabyte storage for one forty nine or one ninety-nine. Um which is interesting because it's they're they're changing their the uses of the Apple TV as I'll get to in a minute. The second third gen were I think just had eight gigabytes on and were just for streaming. They didn't really have
0: it was like a cache area.
1: Yeah. And especially in the last couple of years, Apple's on the fly just pushed tons and tons of new channels. And so if you didn't hide them, you would have probably upwards of fifty or sixty or 70 squares in your screen of all these different content providers. Mm -hmm. So it's getting a little, a little out there, I think. And so now with this, it's running tvOS and which is a version of iOS. And so it it can have native apps. It has a new interface on the home screen with some parallax effects of scrolling through with this awesome new glass touchpad remote. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's about time they retire their old aluminum remote. So, this has like a, a glass touch screen kind of thing with no, sorry, no no screen, a glass touch surface with a, I don't have it in front of me, but like at this menu button, a home button, volume up and down, which is a new feature I'll get into in a second. And um, what am I? Thinking?
0: Well, so there's menu, there's, there's, oh, there's a, a Siri button, a screen button, that, yeah, Siri button, pause play, and volume up and down. Yeah. Oh, and of course, there's a microphone on the top, yes, to hear you with
1: it with a lightning connector in that whole thing, so it, <sighs> yeah. they say it'll last uh i think three months three, four months with typical use, which is maybe three hours a day for every day, yeah, I I, I could see. I mean you're
0: not in. using it constantly unless you're playing games, so that's pretty reasonable yeah. and it doesn't have
1: a screen to power it, so it's going to be pretty efficient
0: I mean and it connects
1: with or you go
0: they could they could make any product with a glass. Touchpad, and I would probably just buy it just for the glassness. I, I just yeah. love glass on my products.
1: It is it's nice, and I think the the bottom isn't glass; it's just the top. Yep, so it's a nice top. a nice mix. You know, of, it's
0: right where your thumb goes.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll work pretty well. And then I think the the parallax and kind of sliding effect works in the in the operating system works pretty well mm-hmm. with sliding your thumb on the on the glass surface yeah. a lot more than the the buttons, because there's also the Apple Remote app, which used to be able to, you still can, connect to your Apple TV and just swipe left and right to simulate the the buttons on the remote, and it was, it would work, but it it would often, you know, slide slide over more or less than you wanted to, and you kind of have to go around, and I'm hoping tvOS will help that a bit.
0: Mm -hmm. I also think that it's interesting that the uh, little remote isn't called the little remote, it's called the Siri remote.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're pushing for that. I don't know what what is who else has done something like this? Isn't the Amazon? Um,
0: yeah, the Amazon, um, Ask Amazon thing. Yeah.
1: The whatever is that the Fire Stick? Is it that's the well, phone? Well,
0: no, the Fire Phone is the phone. The Fire Stick is one. And There's also the Fire TV. I think. Okay. Yeah, they yeah, they have a lot fine of things. It also has um an accelerometer and gyroscope for the gaming portion of it, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see what what comes out there. I I don't. I feel like there's gonna be an initial round of games, and then if nothing's successful, which I kind of imagine at least at the beginning, it's not gonna be too much. Then it's gonna be swamped with easy ports of iOS games.
0: Well, you know they're going to make every Fruit Ninja possible and every Angry Birds possible, but what is the, you know, the game that everybody wants on the platform? And I don't know if there's going to be one for a while.
1: I'm sure Minecraft will make it, too.
0: I mean, I guess so. There's not a whole lot of buttons there for Minecraft. I, I don't play Minecraft, so I don't know how button heavy so, it is. I know
1: I know it's on Xbox and PlayStation as well.
0: I mean, but. so did they... I don't know if you you picked up on it, but did they mention that you could use a different peripheral for the controller?
1: Yep, the the made-for-iOS or the MFI-certified controllers can okay. kind of work with.
0: That's with good, that then. Too. Still, so, though, I don't know if anybody is going to do it.
1: Yeah, and and, and they, everyone has to support using the Siri remote, mm-hmm. even if they also support game controllers. So right. it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, so it has the HDMI 1.4 connector and the USB-C for service and, I guess, for storing in iTunes, mm-hmm. which is up from using micro USB and your AC power in. But they have no more the SPDIF... Uh, toss link connector so no more fiber out surround sound
0: that's kind of sad
1: yeah i i bought an adapter for my third gen
0: i wonder I why they took that out
1: yeah i think space probably internally maybe heat
2: because
1: hmm. it was you know an led light pulsing all the time which generates a little heat not a ton i don't put know a, put probably audio encoding too
0: maybe Or maybe they just figured that nobody used it. I'm I'm sure there's uh, a lot of Apple TVs out there that have never used it.
1: Yeah, that's true. I I also think it might have something to do with the volume buttons that are on the remote now, because Mm, it's using new HDMI, I think, protocols or standards that can control the volume of the media instead of just your TV remote.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually.
1: And I think the SPDIF TosLink kind of standard is just sending audio. It's not sending volume as well. So I think to kind of combat that, they just said, okay, it's just going to remove it. And yeah, I, I would agree with you that I doubt many people used it in the end. Because mm-hmm. HDMI can do surround sound just like that connector can, just not quite as direct.
2: Right. So, so you do audio
1: out from your TV, except from the, the Apple
0: TV. So with all the people who have Apple TV 3s, which is the last one made, what are they going to do with them all? Do you, think, do, do you think a lot of people will actually do the upgrade, or will they just, eh, you know, this HBO Now app works just fine for me right now, I don't care. Oh, this Netflix app works just fine for me now, I don't care.
1: It will be interesting to see if the current content providers keep supporting it or not. mm um, if you know they send messages saying, "Okay, this app is no longer going to work in another month. You need to upgrade."
0: I don't know. But, I feel like a lot of people would complain really heavily yeah. if Netflix. I, I
1: I don't think we're going to get there for quite a while. Yeah, but it might get there someday. Yeah, I know. The I think Apple would probably get
0: there sooner. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the second generation is no longer receiving software updates.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, that makes um,
1: sense. A four, so it stopped in what. Uh, when did iOS 6? that was, what, 2012? No. Yeah. No, 13. I don't even remember. Whenever yeah, iOS 7 came out, that's okay. second gen stopped. Um, and that still works. Uh, so we'll see. I don't think they will get the same software that the new one gets. Mm-hmm. They'll just stay with their old.
0: I mean, the only other Disney. thing I could think of having the 3 around for at this point... So if you bought one of the new ones, the new Apple TV... Um, you could kind of use it as like, um, kind of, uh, like, a Apple TV mirroring. So instead of having multiple Apple TVs, you could kind of like stream it to a different room or something. I guess that would be kind of cool.
1: So what, like out of one Apple TV to another? Or I'm just yeah. saying just one. Okay. Yeah. I think, especially with airplane things, the mm-hmm. old ones might sell pretty well because they'll be cheaper. Yeah. And the cell phones sleeps are real quick, So easy. Are, they,
0: are they still going to sell the old ones?
1: I don't think so. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, I, haven't I don't know. Where
1: the site doesn't list the old one anymore, other than mm-hmm. in support articles. So I think I'll get one. I think the App Store will be really powerful. And people have been hoping for an App Store for Apple TV for years. So I think people have had enough time to sit on the ideas they might be having. So,
0: so did, did this implementation, did it live up to the hype generated by the Steve Jobs book? When they he said that he cracked it?
1: Uh I don't know. I don't think this is this isn't cracking. This is I mean it's the same Apple TV with a More third party app store. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just it's following along with the market with mm-hmm. having voice dictation. Um I don't think it's anything. I don't it's not cracking it.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much my thoughts exactly.
1: So you know, maybe they did, they're still negotiating. I think them cracking it will be a um, a Netflix-type model that has more content and, I don't know, yeah. family sharing. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows?
0: So, iPhones.
1: Yes. So, the, the brand-new iPhone 6S and 6S Plus.
0: Oh, my gosh. So many little pieces of that name now. Yes.
1: So, um, to start off, they announced... I don't even know if to start off, but they have new colors... Um, with rose gold to match the, oh, what was it? What is, what was rose gold? Was that an Apple watch? Yeah. The gold, the high end gold Apple watch has a rose gold model. And so now it comes, actually they, we forgot to list this, but the Apple watch added new bands and a rose gold, um, uh, aluminum color. So that's, that's a thing. And to match that, the iPhone 6S and 6S plus can now be in rose gold as well. Um, I'm just going to start with physical things here first. So compared to the six and six plus, the six S is 0.2 millimeters taller and thicker, and 0.1 millimeters wider. And the six S plus is 0.1 millimeters taller, wider, and
0: thicker. Are you telling and me Apple isn't shrinking things?
1: They're no, they're not. I think actually they. I saw on Twitter they they are sh- they shrunk the capacity of the battery just to, just a little bit.
0: Wow. Well, that's that's just great.
1: So, wow. so we'll see how that plays out mm-hmm. and then the 6S is 143 grams versus the 129 that was in the 6 and the 6S plus is 192 versus the 172 in the 6 plus so that is due to the 7000 series aluminum they're using which is a much stronger aluminum alloy so this is probably in response to the bend gate as no more
0: bend inclined. gate?
1: guess not mine's a little bent I'd go for some seven thousand. You know, my number. Nexus
0: Six is not bent at all. That thing is
1: a giant phone. It's pretty thick, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. It is un, unusually and unacceptably thick. Really, so that's, that's only why. because I have the case on it. I mean, without the case, I mean, it's not really much thicker than uh, the Six Plus.
1: Yeah, I will say, I'm without the case and this screen protector. The Six is just such a thin phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so, I
0: couldn't hold the Nexus 6 without the case. I just couldn't do it. It's too thin.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's about time they become a little thicker and a little better battery. Hopefully. Yeah,
0: but what, what battery? You don't need battery. My battery is so
1: bad. I I If I'm doing much, I just have to go charge it. And I charged my phone two and a half times yesterday.
0: Man. It, yeah. It hurt. Mm-hmm.
1: Although I was traveling and got up early and low still, signal. But. Still, though. So, um, some new features on the 6S and 6S Plus. So, other other than color and tiny size differences, the external looks the same. There's a new 12-megapixel eyesight camera. So, after, since, what was it, the iPhone 4S, it's been 8 megapixels. And I think it was Tim Cook or Phil Schiller said that they wouldn't increase the megapixel count until they thought that the picture quality was good enough. And so I guess now is that time. So we get 12 megapixel, which means we also get 4K at 30 frames per second. And like the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, the last generation, you can also do 1080p at 30 or 60 frames per second.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that brings the panorama up to a giant 63 megapixel. Big so,
2: enough?
1: So, yeah, I guess if you want, you know, 50 megabyte images, sure. it's Sure.
0: No reason yeah, to f- no reason to fill iCloud up faster, or
1: the 16 gigabyte base model that they're still selling. Oh, <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. I I uh, again I'm, I go back to Twitter. I'm a big Twitter user. Follow me at tech four seven eight nine.
0: Just about hey. everywhere.
1: <laughs> uh, but people were saying, you know, I think it was two or three years ago. People were quoting articles of people complaining about this when the 5s or when the 5s came out why the 60 gigabyte model was still a thing and here we are with 4k video 12 megapixel images 16 gigabyte
0: yeah i have that same problem i was uh, on vacation over a labor day weekend and i took tons of pictures on my nexus 6 and it's a 32 gig phone and i had to or it asked me to remove pictures twice because hmm. it, it knows they're all backed up so it, it just took care of it for me but man it, it really does suck to have such a small space
1: yeah and you know it's it's one thing to run out of space when you have a ton of stuff on there like okay i can delete a lot of this but it's another thing when you've done that many times and you're like this is as small as i can get things
0: exactly Mm -hmm. i mean it's not like apple isn't trying to help you you know know, they have all the syncing so you can you know offload some of it they have app thinning now so that you know, presumably you'll eventually be able to have less app stuff on your phone, so they're they yeah. they they are helping a little, but not enough.
1: And I think in the end, you know, they they removed the thirty two gigabyte option last year, and so you just do a hundred dollars more, and you get all the up to sixty four. That's what I did. I think I don't know. I think I have like twenty nine gigabytes free.
0: I think but a lot of people are going to do that.
1: I, I hope so, but there are people who just barely want to spend the extra $100 to get the newest one versus last year's model.
0: Those poor
1: people. Convincing convincing them to get even another $100. I don't know if people will do it, but...
0: They don't know what they're missing.
1: Yeah, it's such a nice thing to have when you can have whatever you want on there. Okay, Um, so like the iPad Pro, there's also the A9 CPU. Uh, I saw a site where they said there was someone who ran a Geekbench 3 benchmark and it was clocked at 2 gigahertz. That's pretty impressive. Do not, I don't know how accurate that is at all. We'll have to see in the next few days or when it's released. But it's 70% faster CPU and 90% faster GPU versus the previous iPhone. And it, the A9 features a new transis- transistor architecture. I don't really know what that means. I don't think it's a new like ARM thing new ARM architecture, but probably some hardware level thing I yeah. guess that lets them do more stuff. And that that same article also suggested that they're using a 14 nanometer process and it's that pretty, last pretty year's A8, A8 was 20, so Good. who knows?
0: Yeah, Apple's pushing the uh, the boundaries there on the uh, the CPUs and their chips.
1: Yeah, you, I, I don't know. I, at least I kind of forget that they're designing their own cpus and so you know they make this great hardware and this great software Yet they also make these super powerful chips that are competing with the you know nvidia tigras and the snapdragon you know it's
0: not hard to compete with either of those because they all suck
1: see i don't know anything about mobile cpus other than apples
0: (laughs) uh the snapdragons what are those and the tigras whatever
1: is there anything else or is that really um, all the rest? there's
0: MediaTek there's Kirin something so so Snapdragon and Tegra those are the two other primary chips uh then you have Samsung with their Xenios line that's only for Samsung though and then you have a bunch of sort of kind of chinese knockoffs so allwinner uh MediaTek uh Kirin there you okay. go mm-hmm.
1: and in the case of the Zen phone you have Intel
0: yeah right so then you have Intel and so there's there's Apple and Intel, and there's pretty much everybody else at this point because Qualcomm screwed up.
1: Yeah. And what what did Qualcomm make?
0: Qualcomm makes the Snapdragons, and okay. two years ago, the Nexus 5 came out with a Snapdragon 800. And since then, we've only managed to get up to a Snapdragon 810, which, if you haven't heard, had overheating issues. So they had to go back to the drawing board.
1: So they haven't released a new CPU?
0: Not of a comparable jump compared to apple or really anybody else okay mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. interesting yeah well i think you know they're probably also struggling with large feature sets and not having as much control over it all i think apple being first party everything
0: it helps definitely little... yeah so hopefully intel can win and pick up the slack
1: yeah so i'll go back to the iphone now um <laughs> in addition to the 12x blah <laughs> blah <laughs> blah 12 megapixel eyesight camera we also have a 5 megapixel facetime camera so our selfies will now be actually nice resolution versus whatever 1.2 they had before i'm i'm not even excited for myself really because i don't take front-facing photos very much but you're just happy for everybody else i'm happy for being able to see photos that are a little better on the internet Mm -hmm. because that's, that's all that people take nowadays it seems yep and uh, they're bringing a what they call the retina flash. So this matches the, the True Tone LED flash on the eyesight camera, but on the retina display. So it'll flash matching the room lighting.
0: So I, th- I thought this was a pretty cool um, software gimmick they could use here. Like, oh, well, we'll just use the screen as the flash. We don't need an actual flash LED. Um, the uh, new Moto X Play or something has a literal LED flash on the front of it. And it's bizarre.
1: That is, yeah, that's strange. Because there are some apps that will do a front-facing flash for you. They just flash to the screen white, overlaying the camera UI. Mm -hmm. And so it'll, you know, there is that, but that's super harsh. And I think matching color is, natively, is a nice feature that will be nice to have. Hopefully now apps that have a third, you know, their third-party camera GUI will be able to use that flash. Without... Hopefully. We'll see. Um, so let's see. They also have a new second generation Touch ID, which is, I think, double the speed or something like that. Good improvements to have. Um, two gigabytes of RAM. Oh, good, didn't,
0: good, good, they, didn't they say they have a new glass or something on the screen? It's X glass or something.
1: The Ion X glass? Yeah. I didn't hear that, but that would make sense because that's the what they have on the Apple
0: Watch. Because, so I, yeah, Ion X, right? Um, I remember remember it in the no, keynote, but I don't know what it. I don't see it anywhere else. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I I must have missed that then. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be sm- stronger, or something. I don't know if or when they have stopped using Gorilla it's, Glass. It's not
0: sapphire. Oh no.
1: <laughs> those those rumors kind of went away. When the Apple Watch came out,
2: yeah.
1: uh, they would all have Sapphire screens. Um, They have LTE Advanced for up to, I don't know, 150 or something megabit per second LTE, which is nice. Wi-Fi with MIMO, I have no idea what that is,
2: but yeah.
1: it's a Wi-Fi feature, apparently. Oh, multiple input, multiple output. Probably more multi-band, but an official standard, mm-hmm. I would guess. Yep. Um... Yeah, let's see. They have Bluetooth 4.2 over 4.0, and then they announced their own update program. Do you Which want to is, talk about that?
0: yeah, or? I can talk about it. I think it's pretty cool, actually. So this is the iPhone upgrade program, and it's a new phone. Well, this is their slogan: a new iPhone every year, and the coverage you want from Apple Care. Um, so I guess how it works is after 12 installments, you can get a new iPhone. And start the same program over again, and um, the payments aren't, you know, super egregious. They're almost sort of reasonable, especially if you don't have to necessarily tie it to a carrier, and you could go prepaid or something, you know, for lower lower data rates or something. And
1: you get an unlocked phone too. So,
0: right. I guess
1: if you ever decide to stop early, you don't have to go through unlocking it.
0: Yeah, as pe- especially presuming, you know, you actually don't have a contract. I mean, that's the hard part. So, so here's here's what it says here. So, low monthly payments. Now, this is the part where it gets sort of confusing. You can spread the cost over 24 months with the option to get an iPhone after 12 payments. So, does that mean what does that mean? That means you don't have to upgrade if you don't want to. So, if you like your iPhone 6 Plus, S, G, you don't have to <laughs> change it. You could, but you don't have to. So yeah. the the pricing is really good. So we'll we'll go with the more expensive uh, 6s plus model. Um, the uh, 16 gigabyte is thirty six fifty eight per month. So thirty seven dollars. The sixty four gig is only a few dollars more, forty one dollars a month. And the hundred twenty eight is only a few dollars more at forty five dollars a month.
1: Yeah, so this I think also kind of reflects what carriers are doing now where you just you you buy the phone in whole and just pay it off, split over a set amount of time.
0: So I think so, what um I think what they do here is you pay, you know, your forty-five dollars a month for a year, and that next year you sell the phone back to them basically to, you know, settle the balance and then they give you a new one.
1: Yeah. So I think this plan is going to be it's, it's nice for a couple of reasons. So you're away from carriers, which is hooray, because no one likes to deal with that. Uh-uh. Um, you also get Apple care. But the thing is, if you don't upgrade every year, I don't know if it's quite worth it, especially if you weren't going to get Apple care yep. initially, because in the end, you're paying for the phone and whole plus Apple care over 24 months.
0: That's true, which
1: is okay. If you're planning on buying a phone every two years with Apple care, but if you're buying through a carrier, you can get, uh, I know with, at least with AT&T, you can do a similar kind of plan and upgrade in either 12, 18 or 20 or 24 or something like that. And they split it up over that long of a period. And so if you do that model, you can also upgrade, you have to turn in your old phone, of course, probably Apple with, with Apple too, but you don't have to pay for Apple care there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it seems like escaping the carrier, but you have to, you have to get warranty as well, which is, Probably something Apple is pushing to get a little more money.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty cool that they're offering it. Um, if um, Google did something similar to this with the Nexus line, I would almost certainly partake in that. I think it's really cool that you can just pay some amount of money for a period of time, get a new phone after another period of time. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the um, Apple fans that we know would almost want to do it, too. Um if they uh, weren't already locked into their contracts.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I know with, with like AT&T, at least, because that's who I have, with their AT&T Next plan, where you do this monthly thing, you are not in a contract. So you can pay off the price of the phone and be done whenever you want. And so that's that's what I did when I came here, so I could unlock my phone, mm-hmm. but come to Denmark, I should say, Morris. for those listeners who aren't following Every move I do.
0: But Everybody, you should follow him every move. Please don't.
1: <laughs> I don't know if my Twitter location uses specific points or just center of city.
0: You'll find out.
1: <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, I, I might eventually do the yearly update thing because it sounds like a, a nice way of having, I don't know, new phone every year sounds nice. And if I, you know, pay the same amount, it just kind of blends together. But Another thing is, I'd have to turn in my old phone. I'd assume, and I like keeping the old ones around. It's fun to play around with and see.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: Older versions, and, and you know, maybe I just have to accept the fact and move on. But
0: well, so I guess what you could do is, um, you know, you, you you get into this program, and then two years, you know, two years later, every two years or so, you'll be able to get one of the, uh, you know, one one of the a similar model to you had two years ago. For like forty bucks somewhere in a bargain bin.
1: That's true. That might be a little cheaper than realistic, but Yes. It's the same same yeah. I don't know. It may not be worth it to me at that point. And really I I never use my iPhone four. I use my iPhone five actually quite a bit right now, but
0: I mean it's it's a decoration.
1: Yeah. Well I I should say in here in Denmark I use it any new place I go, I have it with me because I have I have this app called Fog of World. Yep. Plug in this app that tracks everywhere I go and in a Fog of War style, but on the earth. And since my iPhone 5 doesn't have cellular, I don't have to worry about going into other countries and things. And it has a GPS, so I just hit record, throw it in a bag, and let it go all day. And it's probably dead when I get home, but it tracks me all day.
2: hmm
1: And that's fun. So, I don't know. And that might work a little while longer on that phone or my 6 in the future, but... Yeah, I think this this iPhone is a... Oh, wait, we totally forgot about the biggest topic of the phone, 3D Touch.
0: Oh, is that a topic? Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, how did we forget that?
1: <laughs> I should add it to the list before we forget.
0: I don't even know if their page said much about it. Hold on. Yeah, okay, it's the first bullet point. Okay. Well, so much for that.
1: Let that. How did we forget that? Okay, right, so well.
0: here's the deal. You can peek and pop.
1: <laughs> peek, pop. So it's... It's, you know, it sounds like a rebranding of force touch that in that the screen can detect how hard you're pushing. And it sounds like there are two modes with the iPhone, you know, like a hard press and a very hard press in contrast to just a tap on the screen. And so they demoed in several apps like messages where you'd press a little bit on the screen and it would show a preview of it peeking. And then you push even harder and it pops into that view. And so it seemed kind of cool. You know, I showed also Instagram in like a grid view where you peek on a photo that's pretty small, just a thumbnail and it blows it up to the full size version or nearly full size. Seems like a cool, a cool way of doing it. I think it'll, it's a bit more efficient with menu navigation. So rather than tapping something going all the way to the top left, when you're holding it in your right hand, you kind of have to rearrange your grip to get up there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Let's use reachability or something. And so I think it'll be a nice feature to have. And they showed some cool things on the home screen, too, where you can launch apps into a certain state.
0: Yeah, I think that is pretty cool. Um, Ian Buck was asking, how, how how does it differ from just a regular long press?
1: Um, so iOS, previously, or currently still, so if you, if you hold your finger down on something, so like on the home screen, of course, on an icon, it turns it into wiggle mode, which is where you can rearrange or uninstall apps. Um, otherwise, in other apps, so like in Tweetbot, for example, if you hold your, your finger on a tweet, it will pull up the share sheet. And like on Facebook, if you hold your finger over text in a status update or something, it'll, it'll offer to copy that text. And so any, basically any text in the operating system, you hold your hand on it, it'll select that word or the paragraph and offer to select, select all or copy or paste or cut or something. And sometimes you can define it, define a word too. And so that's that's basically a contextual menu that was added in iPhone OS three, and it hasn't really changed much since they added define. I think in iOS five, and since then it's pretty much been the same. So I think they can't really change how long presses work because they have this whole other system they have to do with do something with. Mm-hmm. So three D touch lets you take a little further and you know, some things that I don't know what Android does on long presses at all, but
0: some very similar to iOS long press. Okay.
1: So it, I guess it will, it will allow you to do further things that you might imagine a long press could do. So, you know, open an app in a different state, you know, basically your, your options menu on whatever content you are. So I think it's a, I think it's a cool thing. And there's a, there's a game. I don't even remember the name, but they demoed playing it where you could press harder on the screen and it would yeah. zoom the camera into it that point. It was the
0: um sort of like shooting game thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Shooting, you're in a giant robot shooting some enemies. I yeah, don't know. Mm-hmm. and you push. Oh, and you all change the, the
0: weapon by pressing harder or not.
1: Yeah, going from like a machine gun to a rocket launcher. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so that seems cool because I know like in a game, any timing is very critical, and if it takes it takes a little longer to move your thumb, tap a change. Uh, weapon button and they go back so you can kind of full... think
0: about it for games too uh, it'd be pretty interesting like it's a game sort of almost of skill like if you have to have really fast swipes but you also want to use your really powerful thing which requires the force touch you're almost building in uh, friction
1: yeah it, it adds it <laughs> literally adds depth to the game
0: whoa does it add depth <laughs> 3D and, you know,
1: things where, you know, you have a swipe and a tap currently, but a swipe and a tap could be the same kind of thing, whereas you have a, a push that does the other option. So I think it, it can add some safety to things. I'm I'm very excited to use this.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be hardware. really cool.
1: And I think, you know, third-party apps will be to use this, so when people have cool ideas, there'll be new, I think, new standards that apps will have.
0: I mean, I, I like that on the home screen, you know, it has a really consistent, simple use. It, you can jump into different activities really fast. Um, mm-hmm. I could see a lot of use for that even on Android. Um, and I, I, I wonder though, with, with, um, I mean, they're, they're marketing it. So, I mean, hopefully it'll get, you know, adopted by normal people in use. But I wonder how many people will use it in terms of, I was watching the video, like you, you force press on a message in mail. And it will pop up a little bit. And then if you keep, if you do the second level of press, it will expand fully. And I wonder how many people will actually use it as demonstrated. Mm-hmm. Or will they just click on the little arrow to open the email like normal?
1: Yeah, I think, well, I've used Force Touch at my Apple Watch. And on there, you know, I can, so on the notification center, for example, if I, if I just tap a little bit, it selects one item in the list where if I push down and activate kind of a force touch, it offers a clear all button. And so it's, it's almost easier to just push down and tap rather than tap and tap. Yeah. It's about the same. It's just, you're going into it more and it, and it justifies the time that you're putting into whatever it is. And at the same time, maybe it, it does take more time. So,
0: We'll have to we'll have to see how it actually ends up working. I noticed in the videos, there's still like a a long press amount of delay, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, between when the action expands the thing the first time and when it completely expands the second time.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure it's detecting variability. Yeah, because it, it can probably detect everything. They just have thresholds and. Right, and
0: I'm that. sure that's even somewhat configurable, just like how it is on the trackpad on the MacBook One.
1: Yeah. I I was on a bus full of people who aren't tech people at all, and I told them about 3D Touch, and one person was like, why is that a thing? Why does Apple just keep adding useless features?
0: I mean, it, it it's not useless. It just doesn't yeah, revolutionize just, anything.
1: Maybe my explanation was poor, but yeah. You, yeah. you need to do, take some risks and make new features. I, don't, I think it'll be exciting to see.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool.
1: All right, anything else? I don't think...
0: So, of course, this is how we always end the show. Com- yes. Compare this, you know, iPad and iPhone and Apple TV event to an equivalent event previously. How did they do?
1: I think this is a very good event. I I didn't have a lot of expectations. I knew they were going to talk about iPad, iPhone, and Apple TV. but And I think Mark, Mark Gurman for 9to5Mac had predicted a lot of this, but I hadn't kept in too much. But I think... They did a really good job explaining and showing it all. I don't know. I thought it was a very good keynote, despite it being over two hours, too.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Everything I thought they would talk about, they talked about. Um, Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty good. I I did notice that I used to be more excited for iPhone keynotes. like, wow, this is the thing that defines all the phones that everybody uses now. But I I feel less inclined to feel that way now, I guess. Um, Yeah. Okay. I
1: I definitely put less effort into being excited, looking forward to, and looking at all the rumors. I'm just kind of I just kind of lay back, and then I watch it, and I'm like, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I I kind of feel like that too now.
1: We're we're growing up, and we're just like it's just another year, just yeah, another just, phone,
0: just another phone. Like I already have a phone, I don't need it now. Just another iPad, I don't need another iPad.
1: Yeah, and I think you know many years ago when it was just only a few models had been out, mm-hmm. a new one was more significant because it was definitely. Maybe 25 percent of all the models out there but now we're at our ninth iphone and it's
0: oh can you believe that it's the ninth already yeah i
1: remember when the first when the first one was announced i watched that keynote i think pretty you know the day or two after it happened and i was blown away yep 2007 man
0: (laughs) Mm, it's a good year yeah so uh where can we find you on the internet
1: you can find me probably best on Twitter at tech4789 or at theman4789
0: and, or my uh, website,
1: Brian, I'm not me, which hasn't been touched in six months.
0: That's
2: fine. Or
1: w- there are other Twitter accounts too. You can follow at morris and Weather if you're interested in <laughs> seeing the weather in my college town or go to or follow at Weather by Brian with an I not a Y and you will find about the weather that... Is going on around where I tweeted last.
0: I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I do follow this particular Twitter bot, and I, I enjoy it. Yeah,
1: I think it's pretty nice. Should I change it and use metric units?
0: Please don't. I, I every it, time but, I see that you, that it has tweeted in Fahrenheit, it's like, oh, that's Fahrenheit. I know what that means.
1: Yeah, I I have a mix. My my Apple Watch tells it to me in Celsius, and but my my weather app on my Mac and my phone still use
0: I mean, I guess you could compromise and just report it in Kelvin.
1: That's basically Celsius, though.
0: I mean, it's sure just it is. Shifted. Yeah, sure. Yeah, in but Kelvin just be
1: confusing for everyone. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I could do
0: that. And of course, you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter at rhinamar. And of course, on Google Plus, which is where I paste pictures of various outings and things.
1: Did you post anything about kayaking today?
0: Uh, no, I didn't even take my phone actually today. Um it's probably a good call. So, uh, normally I leave it in the car when when we when we take the boats out and we, we go in the water, but I didn't even bring it in the car today. I just left it at home charging. I'm just like, meh don't care. It's fine."
1: I don't think I've ever really done that.
0: My 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 friend is much more brave than I uh and uh he he took his Moto G in the boat with him and it's like, "Yeah, you know, you're going to drop that right into the water, man."
1: And kayaking, do you I don't know if you're extreme kayaking or not with like the I don't know. I've, I guess I went wet water kayaking, and it had like yeah. a sleeve that went through the boat onto you. You can't even um,
0: use a phone at that point. But. Well, so we're, we're just on a lake, and it's pretty calm here on the lakes. And um, you know, there's some splashing, but it's not too bad. You know, you, you, you your your arms will get a little wet, but that's about it. But I just I'm, I can't risk it.
1: Yeah, I would I would never bring a phone in a kayak.
0: Well, I, unless I had a water I was, bag, right? And a floating
1: exactly, an inner tube, and like a a safety light, and like a <laughs> a parachute you know it has to have every emergency situation a little heater a little air conditioner
0: so so in in the um, iPhone 7 next year I guess one of those features will be involved yeah that's yeah.
1: the next iPhone I'm buying so yeah. I hope so
0: <laughs> well that sounds good uh, thanks for coming on all the way from Denmark
1: thanks for having me all the way in not Denmark
0: I mean it is a pretty far journey so and I don't know about the delay let's see can I? I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna ping you. We're gonna see how how big this delay is. What's your what's if up down?
0: What what are you pinging me on? From my terminal,
1: from my computer, just oh, to see. Oh oh
0: yeah, uh, ifupdown.com yeah. See, when I say ping, I mean it's communication ping. You know, it's like a Hangouts ping.
1: Yeah. I'm getting 142 milliseconds. Oh,
0: so you mean it's just about right?
1: Yeah, I did a speed test. Okay, so I. Uh, Maybe this is better for Fringe, but I'll just quickly say I I had my internet was a Wi-Fi box. And by that, I mean a 4G mobile hotspot that had a Wi-Fi network. But I managed to talk with someone, even though I'm like a sub-leaser technically here at the building. Mm -hmm. I got their access to Ethernet, which is obviously faster than 100 megabit, but that's all their switches are rated for. So it's like the top 100 megabit. Which I'm not going to complain about, but its ping was like 2 milliseconds to the speed test server, probably here in Copenhagen. That's funny. It's it's good to see.
0: Yeah, 2 milliseconds, that's almost too good.
1: Yeah. But if I was in the Wi-Fi spot, you know, it'd be 150 milliseconds to the cell phone tower and everything. Yeah, right. And then another 150. This this,
0: video would not have been possible with with a cell hotspot connection.
1: I'd be pulling a Brandon. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. well he'll he'll have to listen to this to, to know about that uh, very good roast
1: i should probably expect like an angry tweet or something
0: yeah in like two weeks yeah yeah well Not it's branding. been good um i guess we'll uh have to talk again soon yeah have a good one have a good one